Welcome to Focal Length. This is a podcast about photography, life, and everything in between. The experience of eternity, right here and now, is the function of life. That's a quote from Joseph Campbell uh, during his interviews with Bill Moyers in the 1988 U.S. PBS documentary, Joseph Campbell and the Power of Meth. At the time, of course, Campbell was talking about the earthly reward versus the quote-unquote heavenly reward that many religious systems seem to imply comes from surviving the life that we have right now and what may await us after death. But when I heard this recently, I thought to myself, you know, there's there's little that's going to describe the challenge of photography and the photographer's approach to life better than this quote. If you want to go through the process of capturing images, whether it's editorial or artistic or both, you have to experience it, or at least going back to what Ansel Adams was talking about, what we briefly referred to in the previous episode. We're looking at the impact that an image may have on the viewer or the impact that a scene has on the photographer. And if that's not experiencing eternity, if that is not really the point of being here right now, living in the moment, some might say, uh, looking at the bright side, accepting things as they are, then if there's there's something that does that better, it's hard to find because that's pretty succinct to say that the experiences that we have and the life that we live are the only real eternity that we have the opportunity to experience. When you consider that um, we we don't get a do-over, whether whatever it is that you believe, whatever system that you subscribe to, what you do now is going to represent you and represent your memory amongst those who continue to live. So what do we learn along the way? Do we, do we learn along the way? Do we continue making the same mistakes? Do we make new mistakes and do old things better? If you're a photographer or if you're in any creative endeavor, uh, you probably are already seeing some alignment with what it is that you do. If you do a If you go out and photograph a sunrise tomorrow morning, you're probably not going to photograph it the same way you did a year ago, assuming that you were a year ago doing this. And if you're photographing your first sunrise tomorrow, well, when you come back to it a year from now, you're not going to do it the same way. You're going to see it differently. You're going to either have different equipment or you're going to understand the settings better or perhaps just personally the resonance that a particular sunrise has with you will mean something new. On that front, it's probably a good time to go back to the Ansel Adams interview that we referred to. Go ahead and check out the companion post for the previous episode in order to get the link if you didn't already have it. One of the questions he was asked was, when you make a print of an image that you printed 20 or 30 years ago, do you intentionally make it different? And Adams replied, not intentionally, inevitably. I have new ideas. I perceive something new in the negative. I discover values. I realize, oh my, I missed something. I might have missed something rather subtle since I have a tendency, this is Adam speaking, to print too heavy in order to make things rich and resonant tonally. Six months later, I may want to say something different. Now those 
goes back to uh, what we were talking about with the eye in the previous episode and what we're talking about now with the world of experience and how um, what we have is our own each an individual eternity. Adams would learn along the way. He would either learn from the negative or learn from the print or learn in his personal experience that he wanted to create something different or that the the feeling that would be evoked by the output would be different 30 years later, 20 years later, six months later in the case may be. So that comes to a question for you. How often would you say that you reevaluate your work? Not necessarily image by image. We, we spend all of our time going back through the images. We never create anything new. But when you revisit a theme, when you look at the same thing that you photographed over and over, hopefully not literally the same thing, but perhaps, but when you're in the same environment for landscape photographers, there maybe you have a favorite lake or a favorite mountain for uh, wedding photographers. Maybe it's a particular venue that recurs or a style of wedding. What is it that you think when you review? Have you stopped to consider that? Have you gone back and looked at your own work? And most people do this, but they do it in a very critical fashion. Oh, well, what I did back then sucks. What I do now is great. Of course, the reality is that six months or 10 years from now, you're going to look at what you're doing then and say, that's great. And look at what you're talking about right now as being great and saying, hey, that sucks. Or maybe you're lucky enough to be one of those people that really does do consistently good work over time and the fact that you learn doesn't change or doesn't expose what you might have thought in the past was less than perfect more power to you if you are but um let's follow on to just a little bit more that adam says in response to this question about making things different and he says the more recent prints are less timid the early ones are softer Some think more subtle. I have a sharply different vision now. The results are perhaps more dramatic. It's a growth in vision or who knows, maybe a regression. And he chuckles, of course, to the interviewer when he's saying that. That, In a a nutshell, again, that's encapsulating the process of learning, the process of growth in our creative endeavors. Personally, uh, I see it in the photography I've been doing this many years, but not necessarily continuously. I see it in a project that I did this year specifically. So in 2004, I had the opportunity to start photographing and doing a multi-image panorama of the downtown Reno skyline. Now, Reno, Nevada in the U.S. is one of those neon cities You can think of it like Las Vegas, but smaller if you're familiar with that. Uh, When it comes to visual appeal, there's a lot of other things that people will get offended by as far as comparing Reno to Vegas, but we won't get into those. That's not the point. What it is is visually challenging in order to find a vantage point that gives you access to the entire downtown skyline and capturing it in a way that gets enough detail that it's actually interesting and doesn't blow things out. When you have the neon, when you have the brightly lit signs, when you have the entertainment, the visual entertainment that always goes on with casino districts, you wind up 
making trade-offs or you wind up learning skills in order to be able to creatively capture both the light, the dark, the details, the uh, the illumination, that sort of thing. So I did this in 2004, and I actually sold a couple of copies of the print. You know, yay me. But this year, in 2019, I had an opportunity to revisit that. I happened to have gotten access to new and better equipment. The camera that I used in 2004 was good for its time, but it had limitations. The camera that I'm using in 2019 may be still not completely top of the line, but it's a whole lot better than what I had there, which automatically means better photos, right? Yeah, at this point, you're probably chuckling, too, if you've had anything to do with photography for any length of time. It really isn't the equipment that makes a difference that helps you it it doesn't learn for you technology can certainly achieve some goals for you but you still need to set it up properly you still need to give it the right information and when it comes to framing when it comes to exposures particularly when you've got challenging multiple exposures to deal with when it comes to processing post-processing the images so that they blend together properly and that you can create the thing that you see in your mind's eye. Again, go back to the previous episode if you aren't familiar with what I'm talking about. It it winds up challenging you and the equipment is just another tool. Just like a hammer to a carpenter, the hammer doesn't build the house. It might make it easier, but it doesn't actually do it. So I get this new camera to me. I go out and I start shooting what I remember from that previous, from those previous sessions, 15 years ago. And then I'm shocked, shocked, I tell you, about the results. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go out and get this done. It's going to go pretty quickly. I'm going to be able to reproduce, but in a better way, what I had before and go from there. Well, spoiler alert, it took six and a half months for me to quote unquote, reproduce the work I did in 2004. And it was a real challenge to get it done. What I had done previously seemed to come easily. And the reality is that uh, partly I got lucky, sure. And partly I didn't know what I didn't know, so it didn't get in my way. I like to joke about the current situation is that so I, I got a better camera and my standards are higher now than they were then because I know in my mind, a few things that after having reviewed the previous work that I wanted to improve on, which ultimately meant that my skills sucked a whole lot more. Because when I went back to actually put all of this together, I realized that the level of result that I was willing to accept this time was a whole lot higher in the sense of required to be higher than it was then. Living Part of my eternity meant that I decided the work I was going to put out under my name that I create today is going to have to look different. It's going to have a different feel to it. It's going to have a different technical result to it. It's going to have a different visual completeness to it than what I was putting my name on 15 years ago. 
I'm still perfectly willing to show people the work I did 15 years ago, but it's nearly always right now in the context of this is a comparison of here's what I did then, here's what I did now, and when you get outside of the content of the photo, because this specific example also shows the evolution of Reno, Nevada as a city, uh, I show it as an evolution of my own skills. I show it as an example of what I've learned over 15 years, not just in technical photographic skills, but in terms of what I consider important in the result, what I consider important in what I'm looking at, what the gaze is, what the photographer's gaze is, what the photographer's eye is picking up, and ultimately what it is that I want to have out there representing me. So what about you? What about your own eternity? It's the only one you're going to have that will directly impact the people that you coexist with right now. Are you living your eternity as if it's the only one you're going to have? Are you creating so that you leave a legacy that's worth reviewing? Are you changing? Have you looked back at your work and can you identify how you've grown, how you've adapted, perhaps different circumstances now, maybe you're shooting different types of work, or maybe you've started including a different style, maybe you are creating a new style periodically. These are all great things that demonstrate that you are living the way that you should, you are embracing your eternity, and it also will mean that when the time comes to have a retrospective in the sense, not in a formal sense, although it could be, you know, not a, not the whole gallery, here's what your life's work is. But when you look at yourself, when you interact with other people and they review your progress, if you will, when they experience the younger you, the medium you, the older you, that they come along on your journey. The photos, great photography, brings the viewer along on the journey for the particular photo collection of your photos, particularly over time, will bring the viewers on a journey along with you that helps them experience a lot of what happened to you, how you changed, how you learned, what it was that took you from the photo photos 14, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 50 years ago, if you're listening to this and you've been spending a lifetime in it, how you've moved through time has is important to you has moved and changed through time how your ability to convey that story has adapted through time and ultimately that's the story you tell in the bigger picture and i would encourage anybody listening to this whether you're a photographer or not to be aware of the story you tell tell as good a story as you can and as uh I've been seeing a colleague present lately, live a great story. Thanks for listening to Vocal Link. Find out more at V as in Victor, vocallink.com or at bmb.photos slash vocal link. Talk to you soon.